Hey y'all, hey. Happy Sunday. I can't believe we're already 12 days into the new year. So I just want to say thank you so much again for just checking in and coming in with your girl. Um, I thank God for the opportunity to just be back on the airwaves with you all. And I hope everyone had a good week. And I hope that your weekend was great and well. And I hope and pray that you all have a good week coming up. Of course, I'll probably reiterate that again. Because I just want us to just all stay on a good and positive note going into, you know, like going well into this new year. So... You know, I just want to thank you so much. So I actually have a really fun topic to kick off with you all tonight. So just to tell you how the topic came up in conversation. Well, first, I'm going to call this segment Medicine Moment, okay? And so for people who are spiritual, who may know the the, um, scripture, there's a scripture that says Proverbs 17, 22, and it says, A merry heart does good like medicine. So every now and then on on an episode, I'm going to definitely throw in what I call a medicine moment. And it'll just be a like a ha-ha funny moment or just a fun conversation to have. It could be a comment from someone else. It could be a conversation. It could just be a joke, a riddle or something, you know, just to try to get you all laughing, you know, especially on the back of a serious topic, but it's definitely necessary. So I'm just excited to just discuss this topic. It's one I've been wanting to talk about for a while. And I got the idea to go ahead and discuss it today when it came up in the conversation. So I was talking to someone who, so now if I'm being honest and completely transparent, um, over the history of me, you know, being saved, I've never been a big Bible reader per se, that the Bible itself. I'll read like biblical based books or, you know, devotionals and things like that. But just sitting there flipping and thumbing through the Bible, it's, I'm not going to lie, still um, a little hard for me, but I'm asking God for strength and, you know, I'm finding creative and fun ways to do it. And one of the fun ways I've learned to do it is to read different versions of the Bible. And then, you know, because you get to see different wording, you get to see how the authors wrote it a little different. And sometimes you can pull like two or three different um, pieces of understanding from one scripture. Okay. So I did a little poll because I thought it would be fun. So I was talking to a friend of mine, And I was explaining to him that the message version of the Bible is really like gangster, you know, like anybody listening, you might know, like the like the message Bible. And I gave him like a funny example. He was cracking up laughing. But I'm like, really, like the the message Bible takes it there. Right. So I kind of put that in my poll and my conversation. I put it on the um, Instagram page. I put it on the Facebook pages, put it on my personal pages. I just wanted to kind of get a feel and a vibe of what people, you know, what versions people like to listen to. And so, um, (laughs) the most common so I have a a scripture that um that same scripture that I just read about a merry heart does good like medicine your message version says a cheerful disposition is good for your health you know and then there's a scripture that says judge not and you shall not be judged condemn not and you shall not be condemned forgiven you will be forgiven those are the new king james version but the message says don't pick on people jump on their failures criticize their faults unless of course you want the same treatment don't condemn those those who are down. That hardness can boomerang. <laughs> and I'm just like, like, well, whoa, hold on, wait. You know, message just comes on a little strong. It's like, wait. You know, it definitely goes in. And I actually found out that the man who created the Message Bible, it started as a series of books. 
and he died in 2018 and so god rest his soul i believe his name was um his first name was eugene but he actually wrote like a series of books and then he um you know he he ended up turning them into the bible version you know like he ended up but like i said he died so god rest his soul but he kind of did that so that he can relate to more modern day people you know um as it relates to christ in the bible and stuff like that so i think it was good that he did that so really at the end of the day, my thing is different strokes for different folks. You know, um, I know that some people, if you were brought up on a certain version, but you find that that's not the version that speaks to you and that you don't really understand it, then go ahead and by all means try a different version. You know, like I feel like the Bible app is really helpful for that because there's so many different versions that you can look at on the Bible app. If that's just a good place for you to start, you know, because who's going to go out and buy 15 different Bibles just to get 15 different versions of it? So to me, you might have a Bible that's in one format, or maybe you have a parallel Bible. Some people may not know about that. A parallel Bible will have different versions, like three or four different versions in one, you know, like on one page. So you can kind of flip through like that. But again, always just use the Bible app or some version of the Bible app to be able to, you know, get your scriptures. I think the one I have is called the version Bible app. But like I said, it's really good. And it has a lot of other things in the app too as well. So you all may want to check that out. But I just thought it was fun to have the conversation. It was funny to see people's comments. Um, one lady did agree with me when she said that she felt like the, the, the message Bible was a little gangster. You know, but again, I feel like if you're from the streets and you're just a straight shooter, which I consider myself a straight shooter, but my thing is, and I'm not, I respect that man who, you know, who came up with the message Bible. I respect the people who love that version by all means this is no shade no disrespect but at the end of the day I just want to feel like I'm still reading the Bible just me personally you know <laughs> so I'm okay with you know toning it down or dumbing the word down so to speak for lack of better words just to make it more understanding to you know just a common person but you know, I don't want to feel like, oh my gosh, did I just step into a commentary? Like what what's going on? So out of eleven votes total and five different people voted, including myself. The versions that won this poll today was the New King James Version and the New Living Translation. The Message Bible and the NIV was close behind it with two votes each. So, yay! You know, so, of course, that's not a big pool of people. I only could pool the people that actually chimed in on the conversation today. But um, Glam Defense App, um, Christina Hansberry, um... You know, all the people that commented back today, I really appreciate you commenting. And, you know, and thanks so much again, you know, just for participating because that was just a fun little conversation. So, again, find what works for you. you. If you're a Bible reader, do it. You know, nobody's judging you. Nobody's telling you what to do, what not to do. It's however you can relate to the to the Word of God so that you can be able to better and easier apply it to your life. Okay? So, that was that. Um, so, let me just go into... Our topic for tonight, and it's actually called Family Matters, okay? And so, of course, the reason I titled this is because I want people to definitely understand when they see this this title pop up, that family matters. You know, that's the whole premise of the conversation. Um, And it's amazing how when you go to talk about something, I think I've said this in other segments, but I'll just continue to say it because it's the truth. You're going to always be tested <laughs> on, on what you, on what you're trying to say you stand on and what you believe in. You know, it's almost like the test always come just to say, Hey, are you really about that life? You know? And that's just in general, whether you're a believer or not, it, the test will come and it's to test you to see what you're really made of and what you really stand for. And, and to, to, you know, and to see if you're going to stand on that at the end of the day, you know, throughout whatever happens in life. 
So I had a lot of stuff that happened in the family this week, but I had to go to God. I had to pray and I had to just continue to just stand on his word and stand in faith. You know that no matter what it looks like, it's not what it, you know, it's not what it's going to be. And I believe that God is bringing my family to a different and better place. So, you know, my family out there, you listening, just know that God is, is doing some things in the background. Don't go by what you see. Just choose to keep having faith. Okay. So the topic is family matters. Um, I wanted to say, so for you, those of you, and then this, I think this is also a good topic to talk about on the back of the holidays, because let's be real. Sometimes the family that you hang with and you be with and you see on a fam, on a, at the holiday, you know, gatherings and stuff, you know, you would never see or even interact with on a regular basis for one reason or the other. So, you know, it's kind of like you get together with the family, everybody's so excited, but you know, sometimes you got people that you know you really don't care for, they don't care for you, but you're trying to be cordial, you know, and it's just like a lot of like unspoken stuff sometimes that goes on their family drama. And so um, I think that this is a good time to even talk about a topic, knowing that we just kind of sort of coming over the backs of the holidays. So I just want to make a suggestion and I just want to say, first of all, before you go critiquing and criticizing the things that's happening in the family, take a hard look at yourself. Be willing to start with yourself. You know, it's like um, the song, you know, uh, Michael Jackson says, I'm looking at the man in the mirror. You know, we can't control what other people do. And you'll hear me say this again in the conversation, but I have some steps for you all just so you know. So if you just want to kind of roll with me, please roll with me, stay with me, rock with me, you know, uh, because I do have some solutions. And so, and I will say, you know, just, just make a decision to just be better, you know, to start with yourself, you know, be the change that you seek. And that's in any situation, but we're talking specifically about family right now. If you want to see something change and try to just start making little changes yourself personally, whatever can be done. And there are times when you've done all the changing and all the humbling yourself and all the apologizing and all those things that you can. And of course I will touch on that again and, you know, in the show. But whatever you can do and that's in your power, then do it. Because guess what? That's what you're going to have to, you know, be accountable for. That's all you can be accountable for. Okay? So some of you may be listening and you may say, um, what qualifies me, you know, to, to, to talk about these things? Well, I'll tell you. I have had my set of family issues. I don't, I don't have a huge family, but um, I come from a family of two sisters, a mother and father, God bless them. Both my parents still live, and thank God. I have a mother and father, my two older sisters. I have five nieces, and then I now have two great nephews. And then I have some extended family now because one of my nieces are married, and then, you know, they have, you know, another, like, child outside of that together. So, you know, it's, it's all those families growing. But I will say we done had all types of situations, you all. Like, we done went from we have beef falling outs every other month, so we get together, fall back apart, get together, fall back apart. We done had, like, a whole ponderosa, if that's what you want to call it, at one of my sister's homes before where we thought that we had pulled a lot of the elephants out to the room, but I'm thinking some people still didn't were honest about how they really felt, maybe because they didn't feel free to do so. And therefore, it's a lot of things just still festering and lingering in the background, unfortunately. And so there's change that's been happening, but it's just been really slow. Um, we've had, you know, fist, I've had fist fights with one of my siblings before. You know, we have abusive alcoholic um, people in the family. You know, um, we have backbiting. We've had gossiping. You know, we've had all types of things and challenges that have came into the family, you know. But I will say, like the Bible says, pursue peace with all people and holiness 
it says without which no one will see the lord so really you should try to pursue peace in any way shape or form and like i said i have some steps and stuff that you can do that but i just want to go ahead and mention some of the things again that happens in the family jealousy favoritism you know we have all types of things going on so just know that when i'm sitting here telling you these things i'm only speaking from my own perspective and the you know i feel like the kind of like the mandates that god has placed on me personally and that's independent of my family, what they do, what they don't do, what they say, what they don't say, such and such, whatever, you know. Um, but again, I have some steps to just try to encourage you all. So if you're the kind of person that's not listening to this and saying, listen, you know, why I always got to be the one to change? And, you know, why I always got to be the bigger person? My question for you is why not? You know, why not? Because at the end of the day, if you are the bigger person, then no one can blame you for being the bigger person. They may not understand it. They may call you all types of names, say you're a punk, you know, you fake, you phony, whatever you want to call it. Because, yes, we know family will go there. At the end of the day, nobody can really get get mad at and fault find whoever cho- chooses to take the high road. At the end of the day, you choose to take the high road. That's your decision, you know. And think about it like this. You're doing that for your own sanity, not for somebody else's, okay? A lot of times taking the high road means that it's not going to be a lot of people that's going to be on traveling on that road with you. That's family, friend, or otherwise. But guess what? You'll have peace. You know, I've seen a lot of people quotes and memes and stuff. They're like, listen, at the end of the day, I'm at a place where I just want peace. You know, and sometimes peace means coming from among them, being by yourself, being alone. That's okay. You know, it's not recommended, but if that means that you are choosing to be able to think and operate on a higher level instead of all the little negativity and stuff that's just so common out here, even in the family, then, hey, by all means, do what you got to do, okay? But, again, I have a few little steps, you know, that I think will help you all if that's what you're looking for because I had to make a personal decision that I wanted to be better and I wanted to have better in my family situation. You know, it's always been on my heart to get along and have a relationship with everybody in my family. Do I have a relationship with everyone? No. Um, But I can say today I'm at peace with everyone in my family. And guess what? If something happens or something's done and something's said that that disturbs that peace, then I try to, you know, talk to God about it. Talk to a trusted friend, which I'll mention, you know, later on or family member. But you got to be careful with that, too. So the first step is... Be honest with yourself about your hurt and your offenses, you know? Like, people always want to, oh, I don't want to be sensitive, or you just believe the, you know, the the voice in your head that tell you that the person don't care. How do you know? You know, and the truth of the matter is you can't hold someone accountable for something that they're not made aware of. So you have to kind of look at it like that. So you want to be honest with yourself first about how you feel, whether you were hurt, whether you were offended. And then on the same, um, at the same token, then maybe you could go ahead and be honest with that other person, you know, if you have room for that. You know, I know I come from a family, you know, my parents, you know, they, they like children ought to be seen and not heard. So you, we didn't always feel safe to share certain things with our parents or, you know, and things like that, because that's just not the time frame that they lived in. And that's not where we came from. However, there are times where I actually wrote letters. And even now I have friends and different people that I've written letters to that I may never, ever give them. But it was like a release for me 
So I don't know how many people listening if you journal, but if you journal, that's a good thing to do, you know, to get your emotions out. But again, and like journaling, writing letters, like same difference. You just want to be able to make sure that you have an outlet to get out those feelings and those emotions, even if it never reaches the person. At least you, it's like almost like a way of acknowledging your own standpoint and your own feelings and emotions in the situation so that, because you can't heal what's not revealed. You can't heal what you keep trying to stuff down and pretend doesn't bother you but everybody else around you can tell that it bothers you so stop faking and just be real about it hey this hurts hey this makes me feel some type of way whether the person's going to care see your perspective or not sometimes you just got to agree to disagree but to me a win is when a person is willing to at least hear you out even if they don't understand you and vice versa because at least they heard you out and they're not dismissing your feelings or dismissing your emotions or making excuses you know they just listen you know and if you don't have that type of situation again find a different healthier outlet okay but um so you just want to make sure that you don't plant seeds you know so if you know like for example if you know sister a don't like sister b okay then if sister b offends you and hurts you then don't go back and tell sister a like come on now you know what you're doing you're just keeping the pot going you just stirring the pot stirring the pot like why do that because guess what most people, most of us, are not emotionally and mentally mature enough to see the situation separate from what it is, you know? Most people will classify and lump everything and everybody in one pile together. They don't see, oh, this is just your argument and your situation with this person and it has nothing to do with me. No. If they're team you, even if it's amongst the family members, they're going to be team you all day, every day. So they're going to hop on your side and continue to throw shade or whatever you want to call it at the other person. Not even knowing, again, it's two sides to every story. There's my side, there's their side, and then there's the truth. <laughs> and, you know, and most of the time, most people, we, most of us, we're going to tell the story from the way that makes us look the best, you know. I commend those people who don't. I try not to. I try to tell the whole story when I tell it, but I'm not going to sit here and fake and act like I probably haven't been guilty of that same thing. It's manipulation. That's what people do. So just, you know, use wisdom in those types of situations. You know, tell a person that is going to be honest with you and tell you about your yourself regardless of how much they love and care about you because let's be real real love is going to tell you the whole truth nothing but the truth so help them god if they sitting there just telling you fluff well they only siding with you because again they just seem like they team you then watch out for that if they quick to just throw dirt on the other person's name because you choosing to share something but then they was just in that person's face watch that too okay because that be happening as well okay so again be honest with yourself be honest with the other person be honest with God about how you feel because that way you can start to heal and process some of these things when they happen. Okay, then number two is that you need to decide what you can and will not tolerate, you know? Like, let's be real. Sometimes you just got to set boundaries with your, with your loved ones, like, period. Like, your mother, your father, you know, respectfully so. Sometimes you got to set boundaries. So I'll give you an example. Um, I had a, a family member who I felt like was taking advantage of me. And I felt like she only would call me and only text me when she wanted and needed something. And when I sat there and thought about it, I didn't really like that. Now, granted, I tell all my family and my friends, hey, you need something, holler at me. When I tell you I mean that, I mean that. But I don't necessarily mean that 
that every time you need something, you pick up the phone or text and call me. You know, that's not what I mean. Because if I don't hear from you no other time, then why do I only cross your mind when you want something? And see, I try, again, I'm not perfect, but I try not to be that person. And because I'm not that person, it bothers me what other people do it to me. You know, because again, if we have no other, like if I have no relationship with a person, when I need something, my mind don't even default to whoever so-and-so is. Because I know I don't have a relationship with that person. Now, it may cross my mind to be like, oh, dang, I wish I did have a relationship with that person now because I could take take advantage of whatever this is. But if I know I ain't talking to them, I ain't rocking with them, like, why? Why? Why would I call them? Why would I assume that they would do anything for me? Because they don't even have no relationship with me. They don't know me. Or maybe the relationship was lost at one point. So why I pull back on that person? You know, like, that's, that's you know, that's not um, polite, I'll say. And that's it's not great to be a user, you know? So I had to actually tell this person, I said, you know what? If only time I hear from you is when you need something, don't call me anymore. Period. And I'm sure the person was offended. It probably hurt their feelings, wounded their spirit. Because guess what? They didn't really call me much after that, (laughs) you know? But I will say this. I felt better in the end. Because at the end of the day... You're, I asked you not to do something, and if that means you don't talk to me at all, then I know where you at with me, and that's fine. But at least I don't have to sit over here harboring feelings or feeling used and abused and taken advantage of. Because nobody says you have to deal with that. You know, so again, when I tell you, like, find ways to be at peace and, you know, and find ways to address people and try to, you know, all of that stuff, try to get along as best you can, I'm not saying take abuse. I'm not saying not to set healthy boundaries. Um, for yourself, you know, because at the end of the day, nobody's going to, nobody, not even your family, is going to love you more than you love you. So you have to take initiative to love yourself. And sometimes that means making sure that you treat yourself a certain type of way and make sure that others understand that you won't accept otherwise. Okay. So number three is if they don't respect your boundaries, then that's when you have to sever the ties. You know what I mean? That's when I call it loving people from a distance, you know? Sometimes it's not possible to completely cut a tie off. Say it's your children's, you know, parent, you know, the other parent. Say you co-parent with somebody. So clearly you can't completely cut that other person off. But you can, again, find a way to set another boundary. So an example for me is my mother. You know, I love her. God bless her. People who are listening, you know, my mom is walking, you know, whatever. She's a sweet-hearted person when she cares for you or she likes you. But when she don't like something or somebody, that negativity, be spewing honey that negativity be spewing and I done had to have moments where I had to just like I you know I call her in the morning I'm on a on a high note you know God woke us up another day you know I'm trying to get my day started the right way and she started going and I'll be like mom listen I'm, I love you but if you if you don't have nothing good to say then I'm, I'm gonna just talk to you later because I don't want you verbally vomiting on me this early in the morning because of whatever, whatever. Now, if you're just trying to vent about something that happened, you want me to pray for you, pray with you, whatever, encourage you, I can do that. But what I'm not about to do is sit up here and go back and forth on some negative stuff when there's so many other things that we could be discussing right now. So I had to just legit say, listen, no, not today, Ma. Not right now. You know, not at this moment. And guess what? she stopped doing it, (laughs) you know? So that's what'll happen. Like either the people will respect your boundary or respect the line that you have to draw in the sand for yourself and that person. And they will adjust to it. And then that can actually foster better relationships for you because now people will be relating to you on what feels more comfortable and healthy for you. Or they just step on out your life. 
Hey, either way you went, because now that's one less person, one less situation, one less toxic relationship that you have to deal with and contend with, okay? Because I'm sure you probably, you listening, you have enough on your place to deal with and contend with than that, okay? So continue to move forward. Um, I would say, ask yourself, how can this relationship be improved? Can I help improve this relationship, okay? So God had to show me at one point, you know, once I quieted myself down for a hot second, because I had, like, this is back when I was, like, a few years younger, probably, like, in my early 20s, and I stormed out the house, and, you know, me and my mother had gotten to this big blowout. It was right around the holidays. I was stressed. I was upset. I was in my emotions, and I had spoke to her. She called me on the phone just to check on me, see how I was doing, and I went to go say something. And in my mind, and like I said, I really believe it was God said, look what you just said. Because no sooner than whatever I said flew out of my mouth, she reacted back. So let's be real. Everybody has buttons. Everybody has buttons. Everybody has pet peeves. And a lot of times, if we tell ourselves the truth, we know what those buttons are. We know what our buttons are, and we know what other people's buttons and pet peeves are. And so my thing is this. It's like a little quote my one of my best friends used to say, why I keep smoking? Why I keep poking in the sleeping bed? Like, why I keep poking the sleeping bed? You know what bed is dangerous, <laughs> or, you know, most of the time, theoretically. Why I keep poking the sleeping bed? So if you know somebody buttons and pet peeves, why are you going to keep pushing them joints on purpose? Because you just want to be petty baddie. Because you just want to be shady lady or whatever they call it. You know, like the men, they, I don't know what they call them, petty men, but you know, it's some petty shady men out here too. So my thing is, or little boys, girls, whoever's listening, you just want to be petty and shady. You know when you're being petty and shady, you know when you're pushing somebody button. Because more than likely, you pushing their buttons because they done pushed yours. You know, and I just feel like it's so common, sadly, in the black community, especially because what are we taught? You know, somebody say something to you, you say something back to them. Somebody hits you, you hit something, you know, you hit them back, you know, like that kind of thing. So, you know, my next step was maintain peace, but I'm just going to wrap it all together because I had an example, right, from a therapist. Now, this is going to sound so crazy. It was a therapist friend. She wasn't my therapist, but she was a friend who was a therapist. And i never forget, I called her. So one day I was so frustrated, you know, going back and forth with my sisters, going back and forth with my mother, just frustrated, just stressed. Like, why are we always arguing? Why are we always bickering amongst each other? And do you know this woman said to me, do you know you do not have to argue? Oh, my gosh. Listen. Somebody listening like, what? Yeah, right. That's what I said. Like, believe it or not, something as simple as that had never, ever, and I lie to you not honestly, God crossed my mind. Because like I said, let me go back to it. In the black community especially, I can't speak for other communities. I'm not, you know, segregating anybody, but I'm just saying. In our households, it's like, listen, somebody hit you, you hit the back. Somebody say something, you say something back. Tit for tat. That's what we do. We about that life all day long. So it's like the art, like to sit there and think, you know what? I don't have to argue, but really, that lady legit in that conversation told me that I got power and I can take my power back because guess what? She helped me realize nobody can argue by themselves. I lie to you not. Nobody can argue by themselves. Try it. Somebody say something to you. They used to you going back and forth. Get quiet for a minute. Hum, put your music on, whatever you got to do. Don't be disrespectful if you can't help it, but just get quiet and watch how eventually they will just stop. Because they won't be able to get that energy. You know, we humans, we transfer energy back and forth. Stop letting people cipher your energy. <laughs> they feed off of that. Stop it. Don't give them nothing to feed off of. Because when I tell you that was the beginning of me and my mother starting to have a better relationship, because I was still living at home. So guess what happened? It was me and my mother and my father living here. 
all of that energy she was used to being able to divvy up between the two of us, me and my father getting us both riled up, she turned it from me, and then most of it just went to my father because she couldn't get the same thing from me anymore. So that spirit had to go somewhere else, <laughs> okay? So that's what happens. So let me. I hope this is helping somebody, okay? So um, another thing is, so I'm just going to encourage you all. This is my last point, and then I just had a couple other things to, you know, just bring up real quick before I close out. Um, know that God handpicks your family. You know, I've heard the quote that friends are family that we don't, that we get to pick for ourselves. Yep. But there's a reason why your family, you don't get to pick for yourself. Now, this is not to negate people who have been abused, you know, like physically abused, sexually abused. Like, I don't think that I'm trying to say that, oh, that's God's will and that's God's doing. That's not what I'm saying. We already give the Lord Jesus Christ God a bad name enough as it is. We blame a lot of our woes, human woes and troubles on him. And none of this stuff has anything to do with him. But I will say this, God will get the glory out of any story. Amen. So whatever your story is, whatever your past is, whatever trauma you've experienced, if you will just sub submit and surrender it all, he can help you fix it. So I will say that. So I just had to give that disclaimer because, again, what I'm talking about is healthy, for the most part, healthy, normal, or I'll say this, common family issues. I'm not talking about stuff that involves abuse and things like that. And I'm sorry if you're a person that has been through anything like that. You know, I've had my share of physical situations and stuff as well. So I get it. So this is not me saying, hey, if some, you know, you, you can't always apply these. You can't apply these things to those types of situations. I hope that you are getting the help that you really need, though, you know, on some real stuff, on some real talk. OK. And um, I'll pray for anybody listening, you know, that's dealing with that kind of thing. OK, so I will say, though, that God does handpick your family, you know, and so um, they're your family for a reason. You know, I don't think we look at our family as opportunities to learn and grow, but that's really what they are. A lot of times, some of the most difficult relationships that we have, again, outside of abuse and, you know, toxicity and, and stuff like that and just being unhealthy is to make you grow. You know, I think I read a quote that said, pay attention to your triggers because they point you to the direction of where you need to grow in it and to be better at. So if somebody's around you that's just triggering you, instead of just looking at it like this person just triggered me all the time to get on my nerves, try to see their perspective and try to see what it is about them that bothers you. Because it could be something that's lacking within you, you know, or it could be something that is that is in you that don't need to be there. And really, that's a sign that you need to change that because you don't need like it when you see it in another person. You get what I'm saying? So, again, just know that you're, you know, that God does pick your family. He picks it for a reason. And I want to encourage you all. So um, for the longest time, like I said, I have a desire to have relationships with all of my family. OK, period, point blank. Um, like, again, there's some people who I don't still don't have a relationship with just because they simply don't desire a relationship with me. You might be in that same boat. Nothing you can do about that. All you can do is continue to stand on what you would like to see happen and hope that it will happen and do your part and just be willing and ready when and if, when and if it does happen. And then if not, find a way to just go on with your life and be at peace. Because let me tell you what God also had to show me. Family can be a distraction as well. You know, because I was so passionate about my family getting along, the enemy knew that. So he would constantly kind of wreak havoc and drama and negativity and, and cause strife in the family. And it, and it would just take me out spiritually every time. It would get me off course because I would just be so distraught. God had to show me, nah, you look at me, you pay attention to me, you let me handle that. I got more work for you to do. Okay? So that's why I had to just re-divert, like, you know, switch lanes real quick. All right, I'm over here. 
leave that to him. And when I tell you he is getting the victory, my family have been spending so much more time together lately. You know, I could see little peaks and, you know, peaks of, of change, and it's awesome. But one of the biggest, greatest testimonies that I have is to you all that my father, you know, was like, he's old school, you know, so he wasn't always that emotional and those kind of things. But I had to learn that he loves through a different way. He loves through providing, you know, he loves through working and going out and paying the bills. And so we never had to want for anything and protecting us, like just being here, making sure that no other man gets to come in here and hurt and harm us. That's why he stayed, you know. So when I got to be about 18, 19, I remember my dad. So I don't know you all that's still listening. Um, if you like, I, I know for me, I don't eat at the dinner table. I've never really ate, like, the only time we eat at the dinner table is for holidays, maybe birthdays or something like that. But for the most part, I grew up, you know, even though I have two older siblings, they are older siblings. So I almost was raised like a younger, you know, like a, like an only child. So I would get my food, come into my room, watch TV. My parents is in their room eating. Maybe we'll holler at each other through the wall or something like that. If I'm on TV, we laughing, whatever, that kind of thing. But we didn't sit at the table together. So one time I remember distinctly being like 18, 19. And I remember my dad would always get us something to eat on Fridays, you know, and that was just like our highlight. So he called the house around the same time every Friday when he's getting off work, that's in his work week. He say to me and my mom, what do y'all want to eat? We might say crabs, McDonald's, whatever the case may be. So one particular day he had gotten Chinese food, I believe, shrimp fried rice. That's like me and his both his favorite. And I remember him saying to me, hey, Lexi, you know, like, do you want to come out here and sit in the living room with me? We can watch TV and eat. Y'all, I like to fell out. When I tell you it was like the weirdest thing ever, I was like, what? My daddy, you know, who I normally just go to a separate room, like you asking me to come watch, you know, TV with you and eat. And I declare, I felt like I heard God say, you know, don't deny him. Like this is, you've been praying to have a relationship with your dad. This is your moment. And I felt like if I didn't oblige in that moment, he, it would have probably, you know, like broke his spirit, you know, cause men do have egos and egos get bruised even by their daughters. And he probably wanted to ask you to do it again. And then that's the end of that. So I legit went ahead and said, okay, let me just try this thing. And do y'all know, listen, God is so good. That became our thing, y'all. Like, I can honestly say I feel like I met my father for the first time that day ever. And I think he met me. And to this day now, so like I said, that was probably when I was about 18, 19 years old. Or maybe a little older than that. But it was, you know, it was, it was... I was living at home for a good minute until about 22, 23, so it had to be before that. Because by the time I went away to college, I was sad, y'all, because I lived further out in Maryland and I knew I wasn't gonna be in the house anymore. I had a roommate and I was sad to leave my daddy because that was like our little thing. Like my boyfriend, whoever I was dealing with at the time had an understanding that every Friday, Lexi gonna sit in this house and she gonna watch TV and eat dinner with her father, you know? And to this day, y'all, I'm 32 years old. Me and my dad have a pretty good relationship even now. I've always been a daddy's girl, you know, even when we didn't have the closest relationship. But I can honestly say now, we have a different bond that I never thought I would have with my father. So again, I just wanted to get that quick testimony, you know, true story, God's glory, that, you know, if you, especially like children, you know, um, parents, if that's a bond that's broken that you would like to be rebuilt, you know, and you are a saved person, religious person, spiritual person, stop praying about that, asking God about that, you know, because he can give you that desire. But again, it's going to take some work on your part, you know. You can't always put everything on the other person, okay? Because when we go to stand before God, whatever your beliefs are, you only can answer to him for yourself. So just keep that in mind, okay? So I hope I didn't keep you all too long. Um, I just want to go ahead and just... Um, so 
I hope that you all are, you know, following on Facebook, you know, following on Instagram, Lex and the City Show, everything spelled out, Lex and the City Show, spelled out how it's supposed to be, Lex with one X, the, <laughs> you know, and spelled out everything, no, no underscores, none of that, and it's the same thing on Facebook. There's actually two Facebook pages floating around. I'm trying to condense them into one or something. But um, either way, if you go to Lexi, L-E-X-Y-S-A-D-A dot com, you can actually find all my links there. You can find the link to this podcast that you can share with people. Um, I'm actually hosting any, there's an event I'm partnering with somebody coming up. So that's on there uh, for Valentine's Day. Single ladies, if you're listening, all that good stuff is on there. Um, and so, like I said, every other way to just kind of connect with the show, be in the conversation is on there. I'm actually going to start doing some giveaways for those people who are liking the page and who are, um, you know, participating in the conversations and stuff. So you all want to kind of like get tuned in so that you can be on that. Because, I mean, I'm going to be giving away some good stuff like, you know, Victoria's Secret gift cards colognes, perfumes, candles, you know, um, spa visits, you know, like little quick massages, whatever the case may be, like, yeah, you know, because that's like my jam. So (laughs) you all want to make sure that you get in, get plugged in, get tuned in, share, subscribe, all that good stuff, okay? So before I end, I feel like I have to do one thing. So if you're not a religious person, spiritual person, you have no desire just yet to meet the Lord, then, you know, and, you know, and have a relationship with him, then I would suggest you go ahead, click off the um, podcast now. I want to thank you so much still for listening. And I believe that everything I've shared can still be applied to your own life and your own situation, whether you are a safe person, spiritual person or not, you know, um, whether you believe or not. So I just want to thank you so much for listening and I appreciate you. And so again, you can go ahead and drop off. But for those of you who may have a desire to want to get to know this God that I speak of, this Jesus Christ that I speak of, I will say um, that I just want you to go ahead and just pray this quick prayer of salvation with behind me. And then I will go ahead and close out. And God willing, you can expect another segment of the Lex in the City show to be posted by 6 p.m. again next Sunday. And I'm thinking, you all, I might just go ahead and continue to dive in a little bit more with the family stuff because there's actually... You know, there's generational curses. It's a lot that can be said, but I'll see how I feel led and then we'll go from there. But again, I just want this show to be something that, yes, we have fun. You know, I definitely plan to start like interviewing different people and having other little fun topic conversations. But at the end of the day, I'm trying to be better, y'all. And I just want to make sure that you all are trying to be better as well. Nobody's perfect, but I see it as if everyone just has the mindset and the attitude that they just want to be a better them tomorrow, next week, next year than they are today. If everyone has that mindset, then this world could just continue to get better. Okay? What world we have left, y'all. Okay. So again, just repeat after me. Father God, I confess with my mouth and believe with my heart that your son Jesus died for me. I admit that I need him and I admit that I want him to be my savior and my friend. Father God, I believe that Jesus died for me and that you once rose him on the third day just for me. On today, I declare and believe that Jesus is my Lord and Savior, and I am saved. I am saved. I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen. And that prayer was actually taken from a book called Daughters of Promise, Colliding with Destiny by Ashley Porter. That's my sister in Christ, y'all. So check out her book. 
And her website is www.virtuousvisionaries.com if you want to check out that book called Daughters of Promise Colliding with Destiny. And I believe it's a devotional, actually. Okay? So, again, thank you so much for tuning in. Again, LexiShade.com. I think I had mentioned this on a previous segment, but any prayer requests or anything like that you all have, um, feel free. Or if there's a topic that you would like to hear discussed on the show, send an email to LexAndTheCityShow at gmail.com. That's LexAndTheCityShow at gmail.com. But again, feel free to just chime in on Instagram. You can DM me. Um, on Facebook, whatever, I'm out there. Uh, my personal name is I am Lexi Sade. I do screen the people who follow me, just so you know. And you all can probably understand. <laughs> but the Lex in the City show Instagram page and Facebook is completely open. Okay, thank you so much again for tuning in. And again, I hope and pray that you all have a great and blessed week. And I look forward to you all tuning in next time. Have a good night. Bye.